0: Jimmy, my man, longtime friend, partner, um, thank you for coming on the recipe. You know, this is kind of my baby here, so I'm all, I'm all in. I've been doing uh, about an episode a week for a few months, and then we took a little bit of break. So thank you for coming on. Um, and I'll just be real brief because you asked me, but I'll just, people that don't know, the recipe was created to just get those key ingredients on what makes the 1% of the 1% tick and execute at a high level. And obviously you're one of those people and I'm thankful enough to be able to call you and here we are. Um, so if you don't mind, just tell me a little bit about, you know, first of all, the Desico household name brand, the family, (laughs) the athletes. Um, and then of course your baby super coffee.
1: Dude, what an honor. First of all, I'm a bad friend because I didn't even know this was going on, okay. you know, but we're, we're, it's about to blow up. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for, for doing this. This is going to be a fun one. Um, I don't know, man, we've known each other for probably better part of five years started working out together in mm-hmm. New York city. Uh, and so my brothers and I started super coffee six years ago, uh, seven years ago now losing count. But we all played sports in college, you know, competitive guys, and we wanted a drink that what tasted good was good for us, didn't have a lot of sugar, gave mm-hmm. us energy, uh, and that's what we came up. That's how we came up with Super Coffee, Got and it. I think our background as athletes and the way we approach fitness or workouts or the gym or competition really allowed us to, to compete in sure. a highly crowded category and a tough sort of go-to-market strategy. So. Uh, yeah, we've, I'm grateful for the challenges we've had. We have, we've grown a lot over the last Mm -hmm. seven years, but, uh, it ain't easy. And you're the oldest, right? That's right. Got it. And then, so
0: what's the age groups here? So So I'm 30, 29,
1: Jake's 29, Jordan's 27. Okay. Got it. Yeah.
0: And out of the gate, um, how did those conversations go with like being clear on what the roles were in the positions? I think in the,
1: Yeah, in the earliest days, because you don't know what the business requires, right? You're like, oh, we're going to sell coffee. You didn't know that there's operations and finance and accounting and sales and marketing and investor relief. Like, you didn't know what the roles were. Mm. You just knew that you had to sell a lot of coffee. So, like, yeah. we all kind of did the work. Like, we made the product by hand. We took turns making deliveries. And that was a battle because, like, deliveries suck. Like, the worst part about making deliveries, you had to print out the invoices the night before. So, if you had 10 stops, you're making 10 invoices on QuickBooks. You're printing it out. So, like, some nights we'd, like, rock, paper, scissors, shoot for, for who would do that. And then for the first year, we kind of did that, rotating on, on different right. roles. And then you kind of fell into your niche. Like, Jake was better at sales than I was, so he did more selling. Mm-hmm. Jordan liked making the product and, and managing the supply chain, so he was the in- innovator and operator. I was better with investors, so I was out, like, building the network. Uh, and so. it kind of felt like your personalities lent you to, to your responsibilities within the company.
0: That's Awesome. What's the lifeline right now of Super Coffee? How old is how old is she?
1: Um, we sold our first bottle in the fall of twenty fifteen. So okay. that'll be eight years this this fall. But okay. the first two or three years was really just the three of us driving around in a van, figuring it out. So I say like twenty eighteen was our, our true launch.
0: Sure. And I'm just as an entrepreneur and someone creating a brand, there's challenges every day, some small fires, some big fires. Would you say now being year eight? are you finding that there are more challenges than when you first started? Oh yeah. Sure, it's all relative, but.
1: More money, more problems, right? And the bigger the problems get. Mm -hmm. I think you build up, not a coping mechanism, but you you handle the stress a lot better. You know, like our problems were so small in the early years, but I was so stressed out from all of them. It was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, we don't have the right caps or the Mm -hmm. right labels for this hundred bottle run. Mm -hmm. And that was very stressful. So the stress was worse back then. But the problems are bigger. Like there's there's been times in the last couple of years. It's like, how am I going to make payroll next week? We got a sure. hundred mouths to feed. You know, like that's stress. <laughs> yeah. Big um, time. But you you deal with it. You know, figure and you find off. solutions. I think as leaders, you're you're never stuck, right. right? You you can't have a you can't face a problem and be like I, I got nothing. I got no moves mm-hmm. available to me. Like you always have to find a move. Sure. Uh, so you figure out how to do that.
0: So I think it was maybe around 2020. Maybe 2019 when what was like the record biggest year of sales for super coffee?
1: So every year we get a little bigger so 22 was the biggest but the biggest. we went from like 4 million in 2018 to 26 million in 2019. Yeah. That was the biggest jump okay. percentage basis mm-hmm. uh, and that was like the real coming out party in
0: 2019. And as a the CEO and the founder, how pivotable pivotable yeah. how challenging is it? During those times when you have to kind of like set the terms, the valuation, and especially when I feel like all these companies were just throwing out these massive valuations, um, did you have any like struggles with setting those? And
1: yeah, it's a good question, man. We, we've raised a lot of money over the years, I think over 150 million. Yeah. Uh, we raised a hundred million dollar Series C in 2021. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people look to us, they're like, dude, can you help me raise money? Like, how'd you do it? What's the yeah. advice? I don't think there's any playbook to raising money. Mm -hmm. You know, your question's about setting valuations. Like, the value of your company is whatever an investor is willing to pay for it, right? And there's ways to calculate that. Mm -hmm. You know, in our space, it's typically net sales multiples. In public markets, it's a multiple on EBITDA. Mm -hmm. When you're a growth startup, you don't really have a lot of EBITDA to to, to value yourself off of. Uh, So I think it depends on who you're talking to from an investment perspective. One thing I've learned is the people who know the beverage industry the best— are often the most strict on valuation Mm -hmm. because they know how hard it is and how difficult it is, and they're probably a bit jaded and a bit callous. So uh, historically, we've raised from people who are are super strong investors and and very well-respected names that don't have the nitty-gritty nuances in the beverage industry. The pros of that are you get a big valuation and Mm -hmm. you get a supportive investor who believes in your vision, the cons are you don't really have an operator to talk to of like, hey, how do we squeak out more gross margin from this co-packing yeah. relationship? Because now
0: you got to really execute on those sales. Yeah. Shark Tank, several years ago, the three of you were on there. It was good. I saw the episode a few times. Uh, do you ever, have you ever ran into any of those guys later on with all the success you've had?
1: Yeah. Dude, people ask us this all the time, too. And, and so people are like, oh, man, I bet those sharks are kicking themselves. Those sharks are just fine. You know, Mark Cuban's a freaking billionaire. Whether he invested in super coffee or not, he doesn't lose sleep overnight. Yeah, no, they're, they're fine. Yeah, they're fine. So nobody's ever reached out. Uh, what's funny, the one, the guest shark on our episode was a guy named Rohan Oza. Yeah. Rohan, he was the chief marketing officer at Vitamin Water, like really an iconic beverage marketer. Mm-hmm. So we're like, we want Rohan to yeah. invest. And uh, it was his first episode ever of Shark Tank, like our the one that oh, we wow. recorded. I know so that. we thought he had a little cold feet. Because mm. he was excited, he was like, "Man, it tastes good. Your, your velocities mm-hmm. are great. Like, I like where you guys are headed," and uh, he he passed on it. But we we stay in touch with him just because we're in the same industry. Sure. And then another guest shark who wasn't on our episode is Alex Rodriguez, and, and he uh, he ended up investing in Super Coffee. We've built a really cool relationship over the last couple mm-hmm. years, uh, and that's been awesome, right? Growing up a Yankee fan, oh, It's incredible. J four sure. number thirteen yep. in Little League for for, for A Rod, so. Uh, I mean, Shark Tank opened up a lot of those opportunities.
0: That's really for cool. You know, both of those guys, Rohan and Alex, I've had the pleasure of like training them both a few times. Awesome. And, you know, with me, we're in the gym. Guards are usually down. We're there to put some work in, but also it's an outlet. Have a good time, you know, just talk shit a little bit. But then I've seen them both like turn that switch the business hat on. Yeah. And I'm sure it's intense on you guys. I mean, this is how when did that show When did that episode air?
1: 2018 February.
0: Okay, so several years ago, you're a little bit younger. How were those nerves? I mean, I've been coming from athletics. You kind of like can just embrace those moments and get the job done. But yeah. how was it, just like walking down that little path?
1: Yeah, dude. It, it, I mean, if you if we're going with the analogy of athletics, it felt like a national championship. You know, like you you, you played hard all season. You deserved a spot there. You had like three or four weeks to prepare for the game. Mm-hmm. So we prepped for as much as we possibly could you know we i asked all different investor groups if we could come in and pitch them as a mock presentation and like they rehearsed as if they were the sharks we did our lines the first 90 seconds of the show are scripted and the third it was me and my two brothers so we each had a 30 second bit we wrote the script but you had to memorize it so we knew that thing cold because if i went out (laughs) there and blacked out like the words were still coming out of my mouth for sure uh and then afterwards like the hump that we got over was wow, like I'm intimidated by Mark Cuban. He's one of the most prolific entrepreneurs of our time. But that dude doesn't know more about Super Coffee than I do. Correct. So like that, that kind of gave us the confidence we needed to stay in our lane. You know, Mm -hmm. like I wasn't going to go into Mark's lane and start talking about terms and valuations and investing. It's like, let me tell you about how we sell Super Coffee. Mm -hmm.
0: Dude, that's awesome. Okay, so here we are. We're about a few months into 2023. Where do you see Super Coffee going? I know you might have a few more products that are being launched this year.
1: Yeah, dude. So uh, we really built our core product line in the grocery channel. It's a 12-ounce bottle of super coffee, sweetened with monk fruit, stevia. Great, great product, super differentiated from other bottled coffees. Mm -hmm. And we have a very loyal base of of consumers who who purchase it right now. Uh, That base is small, right? Like the the monk fruit and stevia for the grocery store shopper, that's going after the female, sort of athletic, active, affluent. You know, like it's a very niche sort of shopper. So we're opening up our total addressable market this year. We're launching a 15-ounce can. We're calling it Super Coffee Extra. It's going to compete with, like, a Java Monster. Very cool. Amazing flavor. More for convenience channel than than for grocery. So going after, like, a more blue-collar male worker with that yeah. one. And then the third product to, to really open up our, our total market is uh super coffee multi-serve so like a big bottle that you can keep in the fridge oh wow okay i think the pandemic really accelerated this work from home trend you know where where people are sort of keeping their fridge stocked with snacks and Mm -hmm. goodies they want to have a cold brew in the fridge that they can just pour in their cup all day yeah so that's a that's a big category for us
0: got it and do you do you have a timeline you can speak on when it's uh coming out
1: yep so multi-serve's out now in in some grocery channels the the way our industry works is it's like Once annual or twice annual resets. So, like, if you launch a product in January, you might not see it on the shelf until August, depending Mm -hmm. on when that grocery store takes it in. Got it. Uh, And then the 15-ounce can, that's coming out in June, uh, launching in New York City and a couple convenience store chains. sick.
0: Are the the rumors of, like, literally it's a dog fight to get on the shelves at, like, Whole Foods, are those true? Like, you got to be scrappy? I've heard from uh, someone, they said something like, oh, I was literally handing out iPhones and whoop watches you know to some of their people it's just like let me let me get in there
1: Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty scrappy. Yeah, I think on the independent accounts like think of the bodegas in New York City Right that's scrappy because you could go in and say like hey that coffee you have on the shelf there That's not selling very fast I'll buy all 30 bottles off the shelf for you and I'll give you free product of super coffee to fill that space like we've done that like imagine being the guy that sells in that other brand and minutes later, the next brand comes in and just buys out your space. So like that's scrappy. There's not really any rules. What's hard about Whole Foods is every brand's trying to get in there. There's a there's a limited number. It's like a bottleneck of, of category managers mm-hmm. who, who make the decisions. And it's a limited time frame. Like I said, there's only one or two resets per year. So a lot of times Whole Foods will say, hey, this product's great. Love what you guys are working on. And, and then they'll get your hopes up and then they'll go dark. And Got there's it. nothing you can do. It's not like the bodega where you can walk into a Whole Foods and start wheeling and dealing. Mm-hmm. All that's controlled at headquarters, which is here in Austin, Texas. And if that buyer doesn't answer, if that resets not for 12 months from now, you're not getting in. Right.
0: You know, if you, I think maybe it might have been two years ago now, and it could be still an issue today. But I remember our buddy Ryan um, was telling me about it's like such a shortage going on with plastic. Like, do you still do you still struggle with that? Do you still is that still an issue?
1: Um. Sort of. So what's interesting about plastic in the supply chain crunch. Remember, we had that freeze in Austin a couple of years ago, 2021. Yeah. So that hit Houston, too. And plastic is a byproduct of petroleum. Houston is the biggest petroleum oil refinery town in the country. Oh, wow! So with that freeze, all these petroleum facilities shut down. So there was no plastic mm-hmm. after that. So I think prices went up. Supply was down. There was a, a real bad issue with the can shortage. Uh, and, and that was mainly driven because when White Claw and truly blew up in like 2019, Mm -hmm. all of the hard seltzer manufacturers sent it. They're like, this category is going to be huge. I need to buy all the cans. Well, the category didn't grow the way they thought it would. They're sitting long on all this can inventory and guys like us couldn't afford cans because there wasn't any. Mm -hmm. Uh, and now all that's kind of balanced back out. Okay,
0: cool. Um, speaking of storm, but maybe a more perfect storm. When did you move out to Austin?
1: Moved here in December of 2020. Okay,
0: yeah. got it. I feel like, um, and then so did our buddy Tom Deegan with Ladder. They yep. moved out here around the same time, maybe a year or two before. Yep,
1: year before. Yeah,
0: and then now, last year, collective opening. I feel like anyone I talk to, and now I'm, I moved here July 2021. Yep. I mean, it's been a special, like, little movie just, you know, watching and just being a part of it. Austin, the boom of it all. Like, are you super... Just like, are you all in on, on Austin? Are you staying for a while?
1: Yeah, man, I, I love it here. And, and it's cool. You, you, you humbly say watching, but I feel like you're building the yeah. movement. You know, you're part of this thing. And and uh, for me, our lease was up in New York in 2020. And I was like, we're not going to renew in great New York City. Great spot, though, by the way. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. we had a great time there. Uh, but it's like, are we really gonna try and renew in New York when everything's shut down? Remember, they were building those little sheds outside mm-hmm. to eat in on the, the sidewalks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. Uh, but Austin still had this energy to it, and this this collaboration, this creativity. At Whole Foods is based here. Weather's nice. Good fitness scene. Mm-hmm. I, at the time, I was like 27, probably. I was like, man, why not? You know, why not move to Austin? Yeah. Let's go down there. We were recruiting some executives, CFO. We were raising a round of funding. It's like we want to be in that mix of Mm -hmm. food and beverage or consumer packaged goods. Uh, So yeah, man, it's been awesome. Met the love of my life in Austin. Got a ranch and some cows and donkeys Uh now. (laughs) Started playing pickleball down here. It's speaking of the ranch, uh, Cedar Cedar Ranch, right? Cedar Trunk Ranch. Cedar Trunk Ranch.
0: Shout out to everything you guys are doing out there. I have a blast. If you do visit, come correct with carrots. Otherwise, that Murph, that donkey will. Not be happy. That's right. We yeah. got
1: two donkeys and they love they love their carrots. I took a stroll one of
0: those weekends where um, you let me kind of just crash and clear my head out there. And I had like a coffee in my hand, just going for a walk. And then I saw Murph and what's the other donkey's name? Pancho. Pancho. And then I guess normally they're greeted with like treats. That's I right. I didn't have any treats. Yeah. So like I'd walk, they'd sprint down to me and then stop. And then that was an interesting adrenaline rush for oh, about yeah. five minutes. But um. It's so awesome and your business partner Devin, right? Yep. Uh, my best best pal. That's oh, my buddy. That Devin's my guy. Dev, he's um, the real deal. Talk to me about like that relationship. You guys have been
1: friends now for how long? About the same time as I knew you, okay. probably 4 or 5 years. Met <laughs> him it. in uh, met him in New York in 2017, 2018. Okay. Coming up same age, you know. He was he was doing his thing at Performix at the mm-hmm. time. He was involved in don't be a pig. Yep. That's how we got connected, sort of through mutual investors. Yep. And in, in typical Devin fashion, he was like, dude, come to Performance. I'll put you through a workout. And like, when, if you were to say that to me, like, it's going to be a casual workout. We're going to get our work in, but we're going to meet. We're going to talk business. Yeah. Devin's only goal that workout was to make me throw up. Right. And he succeeded. He was like, we were doing fucking bear crawls on the treadmill, pulling sleds on the turf, doing burpees. And he was like, again, again, again. <laughs> and I'm in the bathroom throwing up. I'm like, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, Deb. It <laughs> turns out, yeah. we, uh, I mean, that that type of comp- competitive nature and push really drew us both together. Yeah,
0: That's him in a formula bottled up. Yeah. Like, that's him. Yeah. Um, well, that's well, that's really cool. And Allison, how's that going?
1: Awesome, man. Yeah. Allison, uh, her and I met down here in 2021. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we did this this triathlon on Memorial Day, right, in Town Lake. It's a, a sprint try, so like a half-mile swim, 12-mile bike, 3-mile right. run. And she beat me. She beat me by a minute. And I was wow. like, dang, I got I to gotta meet this girl. Yeah. And we've been hanging out every day since.
0: Dude, that's so great because you see, I mean, you know, opposites attract. and But then something about just when your lifestyles meet yeah. and you, there's an understanding of like, okay, fitness is a non-negotiable for Jimmy. It's a non-negotiable for Allison. Like, you guys don't like attack each other over it or just like create friction, you do it together and then you compete. So that's like awesome.
1: Dude, it's so cool. And I'll say that like in New York, you kind of try and fit into this mold that you expect you think that people have an ex- expectation mm-hmm. of who you are right. or like you assume what others think. And like I was trying to be a CEO and I was wearing button down shirts to meetings and I was going to workouts that other people were going to. And then in Austin, I was like, I'm going to do what I want to do. Right. I want to do triathlons. I want to get a bicycle. Like I want to lift weights. Like, yeah. And and I think when you authentically do the things that you're interested in, you're going to attract the people who, who share those same interests and values. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's been awesome, man. We moved in together probably six months ago now. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Shout out to her. She's dope. And the families, the in-laws, they like each other.
1: Oh, yeah. So our parents haven't met yet, but her okay. parents are staying with us right now in Austin this weekend. So we, we, we're showing them a good time Okay. Uh, they're, They'll meet the brothers this week. Got it. Uh, but yeah, it's it's good, man.
0: Speaking of family, you guys have been doing a lot more marketing like with Mama. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Tell, tell me a little bit about that. What? Uh, well, dude, we'll so it's, off.
1: I mean, it's a family business, right? I, I'm blessed to do this with my brothers every day. Mm-hmm. Mom and dad play a big role yeah. in the business. You know, they've always been our biggest fans and never missed a game when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And they see the business as a, as, a, as a game, you know, so they're supporting us. They're cheering for us. They're, they're coming yeah. out to, to events and things. And when we think about Super Coffee and the brand, like, who drinks Super Coffee? People who want to make their moms proud. Whether it's you sort of breaking records in, in business, you know, raising your son, doing whatever you do, doing it right, doing it with all the effort you can do to make your mom proud. Yeah. So like we've kind of spun that to like we started Super Coffee to make our mom proud, you know, yeah. and, and it's uh, it's been fun pulling her in.
0: It's so funny. Early days when I was connecting with you, getting involved with Super Coffee, and when someone asked me like what makes it like super, what that's how I would have to describe it. It would be like. Well, like, sure, like the label, you can read it, why it's good and why it's, you know, a healthier option and, you know, and to get you going. But then I have to tell him, like, well, here's what Jimmy's like and his family and, and, and that's in the bottle, like, you know, and yeah. that's what you're going to, you know, hopefully get out of that is like momentum.
1: To go and crush
0: it, you know. I like that momentum in a
1: bottle, baby. That's it. It's tough. I I appreciate you saying that. And and for those who get to know us, they're like, oh, it makes so much sense now that you created Super Coffee, right? High energy guys, positive energy, the whole deal. It's not scalable, right? Like I can't. Jake Jordan and I can't know everybody. Anybody who drinks Super Coffee doesn't know the three of us, you know. So I think we're trying to figure out how to brand the product and the package so it's it's more of a community rather than just a, a transaction on the shelf.
0: Yeah, do you think you'll ever like go retail and have your own coffee shop?
1: It's a good call. I mean, it's a we're at a major disadvantage because there's tens of thousands of Starbucks nationwide, you know, there's thousands of Dunkin Donuts. Yeah. Uh, we're the only bottled coffee that I can think of that doesn't have a retail play. Mm-hmm. And like when you see that orange bottle of Dunkin' Donuts sitting on a shelf in your local grocery store, mm-hmm. you smell the donuts in the cafe, right? right? Like there's this this brain connection that we don't have because mm-hmm. we don't own cafes. So I think maybe we'll do some experiential, oh, some, some pop-ups, you know, like a, a Soho mm-hmm. pop-up or like a sure. pop-up here on South Congress just to get people in and interacting with the mm-hmm. brand. But I don't think we'll go the cafe route.
0: Yeah, that makes the most sense. And with... Consumer, whatever it is, you want to keep the margins as clean as possible because it's very hard and it's challenging, kind of pay to play constantly. Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Um, so, obviously, we're in collective, right? Oh, yeah. Um, Jay Hills, uh, Max, Devin are co founders. I moved out here, I was the first coach to come on board. I met Jeremy through a coaching summit a few years ago, and we hit it off. You've been again in the weight room gyms all your life. Like, tell me about your experience when you're in here.
1: Yeah, dude. Uh, I I think when I think of Collective, I think of a performance center. I think of a high-end gym. You know, I think of athletes who have goals and are coming here for very intentional reasons, right? Jeremy's known for coaching some of the best athletes in the world, NFL players, you know, NBA basketball, the whole deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it's cool because you come in here and you see those guys working out, and it it pushes you to be your best. But Collective is truly the first social performance center, right? It's a it's a place where you host panels, you meet coaches, you meet other other folks who are building and growing and on a path, and I think being in that community, they say surround yourself with with people who you who who live the lifestyle you want to live, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Collective has that, uh, but both Collective and Austin, I think Collective harvests the best of Austin when it's like people who can team up. And it's like a one plus one equals three, right. you know, like let's, let's help each other get Absolutely. to that next level.
0: When's the next time you're coming in here?
1: Man, I got to get in here soon. I, I like the, uh, I, I saw Dr. Sneed last week at Collective mm-hmm. North. Got, he's helping me with my, I got some plantar fasciitis from all this yeah. freaking running. Uh, so that's been good. Um, so the, that's the other piece is like, this isn't just a gym. I do my physical therapy at Collective too.
0: Yeah, it's awesome. What do you think of, uh, Sam Sneed, like in just his ability, like what, what he, his knowledge because you know, both of us, we were. Fortunate with uh, Dr. Keith Pine in New York. Yeah, shout out to him wherever he is. He's like a wizard.
1: Animal. Yeah, I, man. Very similar vibes. I think when I think of a chiropractor, I think of somebody who's like deep breath in, like, yeah, break your neck. Right. And when I think <laughs> of when I think of Sam, he's like playing with my toes, hitting me with a freaking uh, the dry needling and spots yeah. in my calf. Like he does mm-hmm. nothing about adjustments or cracking my back. Right. He's like, here's where the tension is. Mm-hmm. Like the tension in your calf is causing the issues in your heel. Yeah. Let's address that. For sure. And, and it's amazing, right? He's not taking x-rays or CAT scans. Mm-hmm. He kind of like looks at you, sizes you up, sees where you're off balance, sees where the where things are, are sticking, mm-hmm. and then he addresses that. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's to me, it's so much more than chiro- a chiropractor. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I'm fortunate that I can just
0: like if they're free, just knock on the door and, and go in there or just if, you know, I like to think I, I'm pretty good at what I do, but, you know, sometimes – Four hands are better than two, four eyes are better than two. So if I can grab them, hey, you know, Jimmy, check this out. Look at this movement. Look at this pattern. And uh, it's great that we are able to just team up, you know, so close. Um, So very fortunate there. And I know at the, uh, going back to the ranch, you guys have completely adopted the contrast. So yeah, like six cold tubs, right? Big sauna. Are you trying to get in there every day?
1: I try to, you know, I'm not up at the ranch every day, probably once a week, mm-hmm. uh, but I got the cold tub at the place. Uh, Devin's been big into the the red light therapy lately. You know, mm-hmm. it's great for cellular recovery. Yeah. Uh, the contrast has been been good. People ask like, why do you do? What what are the benefits of cold tub and hot tub and, and sauna? Like one, it makes me feel good. Yeah. But two, I think when you get in that thing first thing in the morning for for two minutes and it spikes your cortisol and it takes your breath away, like mm-hmm. there's nothing better. Like that that's right. better than super coffee. Like I'm marketing yeah. against my own brand here, <laughs> yeah. but if you have the courage to get in 39 degree water to start mm-hmm. your day, it's gonna be a damn good day. Yeah.
0: And do you try to like I people, you know, that are viewing and just are big advocates for like health and wellness and fitness, they're constantly listening. To see, like, okay, what's the formula? Do I have this when I wake up first? Do I have coffee then jump in the cold plunge? Do I wait? Like, typically, like, what are your thoughts on that? Like, if you had your perfect little morning and routine, what would that look like?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's funny because everybody everybody cites Andrew Huberman now, right? Mm-hmm. In, in, including me. And, and I think his his big thing is start your day with a cold plunge first thing or cold water. That, yep. If you don't have a plunge, get in the cold shower. That gets your cortisol levels to, to a point that, like, kind of wakes you up fully from that that sleep mode. Mm-hmm. Uh and he also says don't do c- caffeine within the first 90 minutes upon yep. waking because that's like an artificial stimulant mm-hmm. when like it works against your body's natural processes. So um that I would say cold plunge workout or workout cold plunge, whatever, whatever order you have it, and then coffee within the first hour or two of your day. Nice.
0: Yeah. So typically your days right now, let's just say you have that perfect morning, you do that. Wait till you have kids, you adjust all this stuff that everyone's talking about. Yes, when you have kids, you got to adjust it a little bit. Yep. you know that that's a little hard to master unless you have like a whole staff. Right, then it gets easier. Um, but okay, you, you have that morning, and then you know your work environment at HQ at Super Coffee is just awesome. People are heads down, but like when you think of a work in an office, people are heads down and they're like grinding. Most of you guys are doing that, but there's some smiling going on, too. Like, there's a positive atmosphere. Um, what's it like right now when you're at HQ?
1: Yeah, man. I think, uh, one, it's hard because we're 100 full-time people and, and mostly remote. You know, mm-hmm. so we're only 10 to 15 people out at HQ every day. Right. Uh, and it's bright. You know, we got a pickleball court. We got hoops. We got music playing. Mm-hmm. And we want it to be fun. Uh, and we want it to be collaborative. So we got open, an open desk layout downstairs. That's right. where I've been posting up lately. And it's just easy to say like, "Yo, Eric, can you can you follow up with this?" Like, if I'm over your shoulder, it's easy for me to say that, and yeah. for you to say, "Jim, what do you think about this?" Mm-hmm. Versus somebody who's based up in New York City, getting on the phone, you know, it's just a different different environment. So yeah. I really, really value uh, the in-office experience. Like, you and I are 30 years old, but we're old school, man. We're like 90, we're like 1990s yeah, freaking exactly. mentality. And I just heard this story the other day of David Solomon, the CEO of Goldman Sachs. Uh, Talking about like the the work from home environment, he had a lunch meeting out in the Hamptons maybe last summer and real meeting, you know, CEO to CEO. He's out there getting the deal done. And this girl comes up to him and says, Mr. Solomon, my my friends and I are at a table over there. We took the day off. We we work for you at Goldman Sachs. We came out to the Hamptons for the weekend to party. And I, I just wanted to introduce myself. And he was so mad. He was like, my offices are empty during the week. And the bars are full on the weekends, so I think there's just this this mm. tough, tough thing that CEOs and leaders face today of productivity of the workforce, yeah. um, and and I'm certainly not immune to that at Super Coffee. I think if you set high goals, you, you can't you can't worry about like people can't take too much time off and and still hit those goals. For sure,
0: yeah. just being around, I've been fortunate to work with so many really cool people, and you know, like some are. You know, much older in their fifties and sixties, and there is that mentality of like, the intern does not speak to me, you know, right. or there's layers for them to get to me. And then there's some that it's like um, our CEO Dev, great dude. We'll will walk by, and maybe it's like one of the coaches have a meaningful conversation, or even me. Like we have we had this guy, for, unfortunately had to leave. Uh, Jeff, awesome dude. He wants to pursue pursue acting. You know, and he'll probably crush it. I wish I could be an actor. <laughs> and one night I was here late. I uh, didn't have my son that night, and I was kind of tired. I was going to go to neighborhood sushi, and I was like, hey, when was the last time you had sushi? He was like, oh, a little while. So I was I took him, you know, yeah. and it's just like connecting, and I feel like if you have that disconnect in the workforce and in, in the workspace, it just builds, and it's just attention tension, and it's hard to come back for that. I want it to be like high expectations, high goals, but also keep it fluid, keep it transparent and, you know, let's remind one another that we're humans here, you know?
1: Dude, totally. And the, the beauty of that story that you just told is, like, that only happened because you both were in the same space, yeah. right? It's like it wasn't You weren't going to leave and then call him and be like, hey, man, I, know, I don't know no. what you're doing right now. You want to meet me for yeah, sushi? exactly. <laughs> it doesn't work that yeah, way. Yeah, no. Out of sight, out of mind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 100%. And thankfully and hopefully we continue on this path where everyone's just wanting to get out there, yeah. you know? And then if they're not, drink the canned beverage that you're about to launch and do it, baby. do it from home. Um, Before I leave you, if you can, you know, recipe ingredients, not for super coffee, but like ingredients like Jimmy DeSico, like what does that look like?
1: Man, it's it's simple stuff. It's just not easy stuff. I think eight hours of sleep every night, you know, try and prioritize that. If you're waking up at 530, that means you got to be in bed by 9 p.m., Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, So I think sleep, first and foremost, sleep. Um, water and electrolytes. I've been doing a lot of electrolytes lately. Uh, Element is a great one. Sodium, potassium, mm-hmm. magnesium. Um, I try to avoid carbs and bread. You know, like I'll eat rice and p- sweet potatoes and stuff, but avoid added sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, no coffee after 12 p.m. You know, again, coming at myself with super coffee. Yeah. It's like I said this to Jake the other day, my brother. And he was like, Jim, you don't want me to drink coffee for the first 90 minutes. And you don't want me to drink coffee after 12 p.m. Like, when am I supposed to drink so, my products?
0: Right. I mean, we only have four hours to make my. <laughs> yeah, I get it.
1: Uh, so, yeah, man, that's sleep, food, exercise. Allison and I were doing, we got a, a 10,000 step challenge this month, every day, 10,000 steps. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you go for a six mile run, you're getting that. That's easy. Oh, yeah. But if you're at your desk all day and you don't have a run that Challenging. day, you might get home and be at 2,000 steps. Mm-hmm. And that tests who you are as a human. You're like, it's 6 p.m. I'm freaking exhausted. I'm at 2,000 steps. What am I going to do to get 8,000 steps? Last week, we got home. We get into bed, 9 p.m. We were at like 7,500 steps. I was like, let's just go to bed. She was like, put your fucking shoes on. We're going to walk around the park. What a legend. Damn it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I appreciate the honesty because, you know, and I've spoken about this before, we're fortunate like Andrew Huberman, he'll come in here sometimes. Great guy, super friendly. Our buddy, Brian Mazza you know, you name them, like the people that everyone's like scrolling and like, oh man, I aspire to be like this. They're dragging their ass up at 5am too. They're, they don't want to get in the cold plunge either. You know, like I I appreciate the honesty because a lot of times people can, you know, the person at home or at their desk or, you know, waiting to pick up their kids at daycare or whatever it is, you know, they can kind of feel like, oh, this is unattainable. Right. But, But we all struggle with it, you know, and it's just, Get your shoes on, like I have to, like you have to. We're yeah. going around the block.
1: Yep, yep, yep. All
0: right, my man. Well, I appreciate you, and uh, let's get a workout in soon. And I'll see you in New York.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, okay. Eric. Thanks, bro. Yes, sir. Thanks, brother.